from Sin City. Vegas, baby, Vegas! It's Vegas Sportsbook Radio with Brian Blessing. Josh Allen, Allentown, Angelini. And you know what? I deserve it. How the hell do you go on the road, hold a team to nine points, and not win? I mean, you know what it was? Yesterday was bizarro world in the NFL. Denver up 30-0 on Dallas. Tennessee loses Derrick Henry. They put the Sasquatch foot on Tennessee. It was one of the most bizarre days. Atlanta, a buzzer beater, beats New Orleans. Baltimore's the one team survived. They somehow found it. Well, Minnesota just can't help themselves. Kansas City, 13 points. What's going on with them? What is going on in the NFL? But even the hardest you tried, with your cutesy little Allentown tune, Ain't ruining my weekend. Had a great day Saturday at the Breeders' Cup. In fact, Tony Neville from Treasure Island is going to join us in the next segment. We'll talk about the the crazy weekend with the horses. That was great. NASCAR was fun. Larson, that's an amazing story. Wins the championship at Phoenix. It was a fun weekend, but then you got to Sunday, and I mean, and not only I mean, the betting, the books are like. You know, all these guys need a drool cup. The books had to have a field day, Chris. But, I mean, the football was atrocious. I mean, those early games going, this is hideous. And then you're sitting there going, yeah, well, at least we got the afternoon games coming up. That should be pretty good. Let's see. Yeah, we got Colt McCoy coming up. That should be fun. <laughs> I'm like, what, what happened to the NFL this week? I hope you know I wasn't trying to ruin your day. That was not my intention. I know that the Bills lost to the worst team in the NFL yesterday. Well, my intention what my Sunday was like. <laughs> my intention was to make you laugh, even in a loss. Because I'm going to tell you right now, the Bills are still going to be a playoff team. They're still going to be, to I... me, a Super Bowl contender, no, despite this game. And I will give you an example. Uh The Broncos, 1999, they're undefeated, and they lose to my Giants, who I think were like 4-11 and at at that time. Well, what's the old saying, my friend? It's why they play the game. And it's a horse racing thing. It's why they run the race. You never know. But, I mean, it was across the board, so many nonsensical, goofy things. Uh, we'll do the injuries later. Big news, Russell Wilson cleared to play, so maybe he's going to get back in the lineup for the Seahawks. But it was just an odd weekend. How about Cincinnati? Back to reality, huh? 
I mean, get absolutely torched at home by the Browns, 41-16. Just nutty stuff. I was really, I really wanted to, I was hoping that the Bengals could have done a little bit better against Cleveland. I, I really love watching Joe Burrow play, but that was just, that was a lot of, um, uh, I think just, I think that was just bad play calling on, on, on the Cincinnati coaching part. But I think I, maybe even more surprising was um, the Rams, the LA Rams just looking looking kind of stupid against um uh Tennessee oh Tennessee thank you I don't know why I, I I wanted to call them Nashville I'm like they play in Nashville but, but I mean, uh, that, honestly that one didn't surprise me as much as some of the other nonsense I mean Denver just murdering Dallas and the Bills just like not, a complete no show uh, stupidity losing to Jacksonville but we talked about this last week and said this a bunch of times that the Rams, that everybody loves the Rams, and then you make the trade and Von Miller showing up. Oh, man, everybody just loves the Rams. Well, they beat the Bucks, and that was a nice win. But they've been playing in recent weeks the Giants, the Lions, and the Texans. And that's the problem, man. These teams, you know, they know the other team's a professional team, but they don't get up for these games, or you get a false sense of security playing these bad teams. Did the Texans and the Dolphins yesterday? I think they, what did they combine for nine turnovers? Isn't that? I think that's like the most in one game. <laughs> yes, they did. But but at least they found a way to make that work. They just pumped Calliope music throughout the stadium during the game. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I couldn't find. I I don't have the drop ready to go for that. <laughs> <laughs> you should always have that one ready. It's great. The guy with the in the little wagon with the pull string, the calliope wagon. I'll, I'll get it ready next time. That should be, that should be like a must go to. You know, I mean, that should be everybody's ready as Wiley Coyote drop. We're coming back. It's Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Tony Neville from TI Next. Now you. Can- SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. were born with it. It's always been there. It's been the basis of many, many friendships and connection with people who just know and think like you do. It's made life fun. Welcome home to the winning edge. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Hey, back with your Vegas Sportsbook Radio, Sirius 159, the Sports Grid Radio Network. Brian Blessing, glad to be with you. And I got to tell you, what a wonderful weekend in Vegas. We had a fight. We had all kinds of great sporting events. And the weekend was wrapped around the Breeders' Cup. And it was really great racing, tons of excitement. And my weekend was made. I'll let you have a little taste of the excitement. On an annual basis, I always have loved the Breeders' Cup sprint. It's a minute and eight seconds of sheer insanity. And it usually produces results in excitement like this. The call from Larry Colmas on NBC Saturday's Breeders' Cup Sprint. This is fun. 
They're off in the Breeders' Cup Sprint. Jackie's Warrior broke sharply and goes out to the early lead with company from Special Reserve. Matera Sky is sent along between those two. Dr. Shivel is close. Fourth on the outside, then following C. Lexitonian has five lengths to make up. Forenze Fire, CZ Rocket, and Aloha West at the back of the pack. Jackie's Warrior with company up front from Special Reserve and Matera Sky. And they rattle off this opening quarter mile in 21.91 seconds. Jackie's Warrior, the leader. Special Reserve on the outside second. Matera Sky trying to keep up with them. Dr. Shivels, three lengths behind and moving well in the far turn. And following C on the inside, Aloha West and Forenze Fire. Jackie's Warrior duking it out here with Special Reserve. And they're about to be joined by Dr. Shivel. And there's three in a line. And following C is coming up the fence trying to get involved. No running room there for him. Dr. Shivel! Dr. Shivel has taken the lead as they come to the final furlong. Jackie's Warrior is given away. Special Reserve. Here's Aloha West flying down the center of the track. Here's the liar. Oh, it's close. Aloha West may have run down Dr. Shivel in the end. Following C was third. Well, I got to tell you, I'd been hoarse for two weeks, had laryngitis and, uh, you know, the Vegas crutch. I basically just got my voice back and ran the risk of completely losing it again because I built my entire Breeders' Cup around Aloha West. And that call was awesome, and that's that race. It builds to a crescendo. Aloha West gets up, and he wins by a length when you you know, you think he's got it. And then you come back to the table. I go, hey, guys, I got this. And they show the photo of the replay. I'm going, oh, my God, I lost on the head bob. Then the photo came up. He won by an inch. 11 to 1. He won. The Japanese horse I liked won. They kind of thumbed their nose at him. So it was nice to make a couple of bucks and have great fun. But I got to tell you something. Our next guest, Tony Neville, who's been a regular part of this program, and we said for weeks he had a he had a great contest on Friday he rolled out the red carpet for us Saturday. We had a bunch of friends come in. We were down there. I met, that's what horse racing's all about. Met a guy from Syria. This guy was a character. The guy behind me had Aloha West. The table next was, we're like best friends for like two hours. Never met the guys before in my life. Tony Neville rolled out the red carpet for us. Talked to the owner, um, you know, and said, Mr. Ruffin, who's your best bet? He like Nick's goal wins the Breeders' Cup Classic. That Tony Neville, thank you, my friend. What a great day it was. Thanks for uh, the hospitality. But I'm telling you, that is the joy of that sport when it's done right. You literally make new friends, and there's a real sense of camaraderie during the day, and people root for each other. Well, Brian, it was, sure was nice to have you and your wife join us on such a special racing day. Friday was fun for the contest. Saturday was great. And for the folks that didn't ha get a chance to watch this race, at the head of the stretch, Aloha West was in sixth place and just closed. And like you said, I looked at the race twice and thought you'd run second, but when they posted the winner, I could hear the hooting and hollering back in my office. And uh, what a great, great race. And then to see a horse that was, uh, you know, one to two Jackie's Warrior just collapse from the early fractions. Oh, what a speed duel, but Aloha West and Jose Ortiz picked up the pieces, Brian. So that was the the great aspect of it. It was a fair racetrack uh, where speed, stalkers, closers could get it done. The turf was really, really good. I got to ask you, Tony, and, and I felt bad for guys like you. I talked to Chuck Esposito over at Red Rock. We did have one of the most bizarre incidents you'll ever 
see happen on Friday's card in the closeout race, the get-out race, the big race on the lawn. A horse flips in the gate, the number two. The horse is thrashing around. The horse is okay. But they want to get the horses out of the gate. The ones next to him are the ones that are going to get hurt more than that one because he's thrashing around. And they let the one horse out of the gate, out of the front of the gate, just for safety's sake. And the doggy said, the gate crew saved my life. That's a dangerous thing in there. But then they made a mistake before the vets had really looked at the horse who was okay. They scratched the horse. And then, of course, after this lengthy delay, they let the horse run. But for purse only, wins for fun, European horse, wins by the length of the stretch. But it impacted the pick six and all the exotic tickets. And I know you guys are fielding questions. You had nothing to do with it. It was That was the one black eye for the weekend, just an odd circumstance because they were, you know, they get scared. Any horse goes through this beginning, uh, through the gate, Tony, they think back to Barbaro, right? So I don't know who made the decision. My guess it was the mutuals manager at Delmar scratched the horse, and that created quite the tizzy. Yeah, it was most unfortunate, Brian. You know, anytime you have a group come in to uh, run racing, and again, this, this Breeders' Cup group has done a, an exquisite job over the past couple of decades putting on these great races for us. But case in point, we had one guest here who was here for our Friday contest and played through all the races who happened to have a pick six going to the one horse. Oh, and, of boy. course, he was beside himself for 48 hours, finally cooled down a little bit by yesterday. But we also have another uh, mutual friend that was over at Del Mar, same thing, had the one and the two in his pick six. And, of oh. course, people are talking, and uh, it's all over the Internet and, I guess, the Twitterverse and all that. But there should be a comment that should come out from our Breeders' Cup friends that can actually uh, let the novice handicapper as well as the professional handicappers understand exactly the uh, chain of events that took place for this abnormality to kind of backfire the way it did in the last race of the day Friday. Yeah, I mean, it's just a shame. It was an odd set of circumstances. But, you know, listen, these horses, they get in the starting gate. That's the most dangerous aspect of, of the racing. So there was that. But how about wrapping it up? That Breeders' Cup Classic, Tony, that's why I built my day around Aloha West and the, the Loves You Only, the Japanese horse. Because the Classic, you could have made a case for a bunch of them. There was so much speed in there. But for our producer, Chris Bavona, the Knicks won something. Knicks go won the Breeders' Cup Classic. How impressive was that? Wire to wire, gate to wire. Well, you know, over the two days, the racetrack played extremely fair on dirt and turf. We had uh, front-running horses uh, go right to the front, just like we had with Knicks go. We had other horses that came from off the pace. In that race, the uh, betters out there were, were punting between essential quality Knicks go and Hot Rod Charlie for favoritism. And by the time they opened the gates, I believe the nine to five uh, favorite essential quality, uh, you know, was the odds on favorite for our for our race for the championship. But as you know, uh, Nick's go got off at three to one odds, paid eight dollars and 40 cents parimutually. And it was a great day for a lot of folks uh, throughout all the races. And there were some big prices. If you followed any of the European jockeys, you went home with a, uh, just a pocket full of cash, Brian. Well, buddy, I was, I mean, I was happy for you, the industry. 
I mean, the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Sports Bar at Treasure Islands is this incredible venue. Both sides, the restaurant side, they were watching college football. But the tables were, were full through the entirety of that massive area, and people just had a lot of fun. I mean, everybody had smiles on their face, a lot of screaming and yelling. There was a defined buzz in that place. Congrats to you. It was a really, a really special day, and sincere thanks. We had a wonderful time. Mr. Neville's not going anywhere. College Hoops is starting. He knows of what he speaks, and we'll recap the NFL on Vegas Sportsbook Radio when we return. The Sports Grid TV Network is a new streaming video sports channel for you. Dedicated to serving the massive fantasy sports and wagering audience. Sports Grid TV is live, free on Stir TV, with real-time data and expert commentary featuring Pat McAfee, Scott Farrell, Gabe Marinci, Pro Football Doc Dr. David Chow, NFL Insider Adam Kaplan, and more. Simply download the free Stir app and go to channel 353 to watch Sports Grid and the winning edge. That's Sports Grid TV, free on Stir TV, channel 353. The Sports Grid Radio Network. Brian Blessing in Las Vegas. Our producer, our pal Chris Bavona in New York, doing a great job. And our friend Tony Neville from Treasure Island. Wanted to get Tony on for a little recap of the Breeders' Cup. He'll be in studio tomorrow, joins us every Tuesday, and that's a treat for us. But wanted to get him on today and maybe just get your quick reaction, Tony. Uh, bizarro world in the NFL yesterday. Up was down and east was west. Wow. Some of those results. Yes, it was uh, one of those days where if you didn't have the pluses on your ticket, you were probably struggling struggling for a large part of the day. Um, for us over here, uh, we had a, a lot of people with minuses on their tickets. So it worked out good for us. You know, we had a pretty tough first three weeks of October after having a halfway decent September. November, the tide has changed a little bit. And just like with all the sports betting, it's no different from the bookmakers than it is for the guys that are betting into us. We all have ups and downs. And if we knew what days we were going to win, we'd double up. If we knew what days we were going to lose, we'd stay away. But that's uh, part of the thrill is uh, conjuring up an idea and then following it and uh, seeing how we uh, sort out at the end of a week. And right now we're going into this game tonight, Brian. We got the Steelers minus seven. Minus three nickels, and we got good two-way action on the total, and it's sitting at 40, Brian. Buddy, I'm telling you, it's all about peaking at the right time. It's a marathon, not a sprint, and you'll forget horrific performances. Don't forget the way Green Bay played the first game of the year. I, I guess you can say those things happen, but the Bills' offense no good the last couple of weeks. The Chiefs, Tony, they're the ones I, – I said this about three weeks ago, 14-1 to 1 on these guys – and I, you know, I give them the, with back class the ability to total to turn things around. But their defense has gotten better. It's unbelievable to see how pedestrian their offense has gotten. But all of a sudden, tone the way things pan out, and they survive against the Packers. Here, are the Raiders and uh, Chargers at five and three. And listen, this Chiefs team could be a couple games below five hundred. All of a sudden, they're five and four a game back, and they play the Raiders this week. And all will be forgotten if the Chiefs show up with a big game. 
Well, you know, we're getting into that uh, portion of the schedule now where every game means a lot for those teams that uh, played really well the first four weeks of the regular season. Every once in a while you have a uh, a distraction along the way or where you're not really focused in on that Sunday, Thursday, or Monday when you step out on the field, even though the expectation is you're going to play your very best each and every game. And just like with all of us, we have our ups and we have our downs. Now, currently we're using the Chiefs at uh, minus three on that game. Uh, there's a lot of two and a half, two and a half minus three nickels, two and a half minus a dollar twenty. I'm really expecting a good effort out of the Chiefs this weekend. I think Andy Reid has had plenty of time to try to fine-tune it. Uh, But the thing is with Mahomes, is it that his receivers have maybe lost a step over the last two to three years? Is it that the chemistry has changed somewhat for whatever reason that's alien to our knowledge? That's just one of those things we'll know uh, come – 5 o'clock, 5.30 out here in Las Vegas when the Chiefs and the Raiders hook it up over to Legion, Brian. Well, I think, Tony, the one thing that happens, I mean, the NFL is a copycat league, and listen, these defensive coordinators aren't dummies, that maybe there's been a little bit of a blueprint given how to keep the Chiefs underneath and not let them get over the top and then come up and create turnovers and pressure Mahomes. And I don't care who you are. We've seen Brady... We saw Brady when New Orleans kept knocking him on the seat of his pants. What did he do by the end of the game? It caught up with him, and he threw a pick. Yeah, you know, the whole thing, as we know, it's offense, it's defense. But your really good teams have somewhat of a pretty decent running game. And the other key position is uh, tight end. And Travis Kelsey got eight targets yesterday, uh, 68 yards. So he's coming back a little bit more into form and the more they're able to put Kelsey into the game the more it will pull up uh, the defenders off players like Tyreek Hill, uh, Miko Hardman, Daryl Williams so I'm really expecting this could be a heck of a track meet that we're going to have here this uh, next Sunday night Brian. No there's no doubt about that and I'm just curious for you because you can't be knee-jerk in your reactions but we see the betting market, how volatile it is week to week. But it, Kansas City had to be one of the biggest adjustments, dropping them from the top of the list to maybe, I don't know, God knows where, 8, 9, 10, something like that. But they, they could be, get it back in the back half of the season. But who are some of the teams that you've really had to really make adjustments on? Well, let's talk about that for a second with the Chiefs. I've made some adjustments, but not that big of adjustment. They're a Super Bowl-type team. I actually have the line Chiefs minus four and a half in my power rankings. You know, I've got some bottom feeders. The Jaguars moved up to a to a, a 19, which is, you know, just above teams like the Jets. But uh, the Bills, they've been pretty consistent, except for this last week. I, I picked up a little bit uh, of power onto the Titans. They've moved up a little bit. They garnered a lot of respect from what I saw. The Vikings, uh, they've been average at best uh the eagles i put the eagles and the vikings just about on the same par uh eagles vikings and falcons and i wish i could say that you could separate those three but i'd have all of them playing each other at about a pick em brian so there hasn't been a whole lot of adjustment the good teams are still really good and and, and i'll tell you one how about the dolphins i've kind of moved them back uh, Tua, then out, then in, and and I've got them pretty low again. So I don't know what we'll see Thursday night, 
but uh, I was looking at the Ravens being uh, about a 10-point favorite. Now, when you look at the betting number that they've got posted on it uh, right now, they're, we're using seven and a half. There were some sevens yesterday opening number. We're at seven and a half, and I got a feeling this game's going to move right on up to eight, eight and a half, or nine. So we're going to week 10, bud, you know, and you think of these games that have ramifications down the road. Really an interesting game that is it's kind of like a playoff game. There's a lot of football to be played. New England is in the discussion in the AFC East. I still think Buffalo writes the ship here. But New England, they're doing a lot of good things. Cleveland's been a mash unit. Cleveland beat Cincy big yesterday. But you get two teams, uh, Tone, at five. Four, and you've got New England, a one-point favorite. The total on the game, one-and-a-half-point favorite, 45-and-a-half. But this is a game that down the road, Tony, could be the difference. It could be the tiebreaker for one of these teams to be a wild card. Yeah, I've got the game on power rankings at Pick'em, Brian. Uh, I think the Browns are ready for this game. Uh, currently, I'm using the Patriots minus two, minus twenty. I'm probably a, a little bit lower than some of the other locations nationwide and here in the state of Nevada. But, uh, you know, we just have to wait and see what transpires. But this should be, oh, there's some one-and-a-halves out there now. So there there has been some adjustment. Looks like they've got some Browns punters that after yesterday's game think that it's do or die for the Browns the rest of the way in the rest of the season, Brown. Buddy, what about college football? Michigan State, you know, it's a letdown spot. They go, they, they get beat by uh, Purdue. They dropped down to number eight uh, with the college playoff rankings. Georgia, Cincy, Bama, Oklahoma currently residing top four, followed by Oregon, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Michigan State, and Michigan. And Oklahoma State rounds out the top ten. Well, uh, you know what? This Georgia team, everything I've seen of them, they're they're for real. The real debate's going to be about Cincinnati. Will Cincinnati be deserving to make it? And I'm not so sure that this is going to be the year for them to step up. Uh, Notre Dame with one loss, Michigan State, Ohio State, Oregon, Alabama, all with one loss. There's still some more cards that are going to have to be shuffled, and and teams are going to have to play their hand. And for some of the kids, uh, they may have had higher hopes than where they may end up uh, come time for national championship. So I'm excited for college football, and it's great for us. You know, nowadays it's starting on Tuesday, so almost every day of the week we've got college football except for Sundays and Mondays. So it's going to be an exciting ending to the last four or five weeks here at college football, Brian. We'll do a lot more with you tomorrow on college football. But the other thing that we're going to be talking about with you tomorrow, and the fun gets going, there's like, what, 70 games? Let's go. College hoops. I know you you need a Treasure Island logo drool cup because you're excited for this. Yeah, I was looking over the games yesterday and it's amazing how we're starting out the season. Uh, almost every team that's listed to play will be playing on their home collegiate court. And with that being said, you know, I've, I've done the homework. I'll, I'll make another plug for the guys that are out there listening in and the gals. Be sure and pick up your blue ribbon basketball book and keep up with your injuries. And also there's going to be some players suspended here for the first two or three weeks either for academics or there's going to be some uh, transfer issues that will be taking place. So uh, stay close to your network that brings you your sports basketball information and, and be on top of it. Otherwise, you don't want to take the 
the short end or the long end of a number that you really shouldn't be on top of. Can't wait to get going with this again. And then you always get the big one. Tone, every year, Kansas takes on Michigan State. We know Izzo. Izzo gets them right at the end of the year, and he always takes on the big boy right out of the gate. It's fun. It's another year of college hoops. Let's get after it. Hey, did you have to see what that game number was? Oh, Kansas. Yeah, I'm looking at that right now. I've got Kansas. I haven't seen the early number, but I'm looking at it, and I'm kind of expecting Kansas to come out about a three-point uh, favorite. Right. And, I'm seeing uh, four. See here. I'm four. Four's out there. That's the number. I see it. Four and four and a half. So we've got a uh, place on the East Coast at four and a half, and we got some place downtown here that's using a four. So it, it's hey, beginning, Tom. Brian. Buddy, I'm up against the clock. We'll see you in studio tomorrow. Thank you for a great day Saturday. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for having me. Our pal Tony Neville coming back to Vegas in a moment. You're listening. The Sports Grid Radio Network presents this date in sports history. Not only will uh, Tom Dempsey hits this one, he's got a very slight win at his back. He'll set a National Football League record in addition to winning the game. 1970, Tom Dempsey of the Saints kicks a then NFL record 63-yard field goal. It's good! I don't believe it! The field goal attempt was good from 63 yards away! For Sports Grid Radio, I'm Mike Demurgis. yesterday and the prescription was fixed at bad football my goodness what a weird weird day in the nfl brian blessing glad to be with you in vegas sirius 159 sports group radio network chris pavone is back in new york hey our bud kenny white does a great job with us kennywhitesports.com joins us on our weekend shows on college and the nfl and he's with us on fridays wanted to get kenny in here on this weird wacky monday after some of the stuff we saw yesterday at KennyWadeSports.com, midnight Sundays, Eastern, 9 Pacific, we do the opening line report after the Sunday night game. Kenny, we did that show last night, and after some of the crazy results, uh, there are going to be some pretty volatile numbers this week, bud. Yeah, there will be. Uh, so many upsets. It's just amazing. I said it was going to be the year of the upset in college football, but it looks like it's the year of the upset in the NFL as well. What do you do, Kenny, when you see – you know, Dallas, a complete no-show with Prescott back in the lineup. And you see Buffalo's offense that struggled against Miami got away with it. But, I mean, their defense is the number one defense in the league. They hold a team to nine points on their home field and they can't win the game. What, what do you do? For, I mean, do you sit there and say, hey, it's a bad day? Uh, you know, when, when do you start saying, wait a minute, these are starting to trend out a little bit? Well, you just you're making sp- – smaller adjustments on each you know each team unless they're really playing badly game in and game out then you got to start to make your adjustments a little bit bigger so um i i'm adjust down a little bit on buffalo i think i I dropped them a point offensively um so yeah it's it's just a small adjustment here or there and everybody's coming closer together it looks like what would you do or what do you what is your plan let's say Tennessee beats Buffalo. Tennessee beats Kansas City. Tennessee loses Derrick Henry. And then they go and push the Rams around without Henry. What are we thinking about this team? 
Yeah, pretty amazing. Um, my numbers, you know, showing their defense, uh, 22nd in the NFL, uh, their offense, number 10. Um, I, I had a medium average rating on this team and I felt pretty, pretty comfortable with that rating. Uh, I think you'll, uh, you know, I think you'll see them come back down to earth a little bit. They've just played some really good games and sometimes it's not who you play. It's when you play them and breaks you get. Maybe the Rams were feeling a little full themselves. It was a turnover game, three interceptions. They did get to Stafford four times in the first half and put pressure on him. They got an interception return for a touchdown. Boom, they're up 21-3, and they didn't do anything on offense. 94 yards on offense, that's all they had. So, you know, little smoke and mirrors on some of these games as well. Well, here's an interesting one, and I give you credit because on our weekend version of Sportsbook Radio here on Sirius 159, all year long you, you keep saying Denver, Denver, Denver's decent. Denver, you think's in the discussion here. And, you know, they got off to that little quick start, 3-0, and but there was the Giants, the Jags, and the Jets, and no one was getting all excited about that. And then they lose a bunch of games in a row, but then you stare at it, Kenny. I mean, they lost to the Ravens, Steelers, Raiders, and Browns. There's no great disgrace in any of that. Uh, they find a, a way to beat Washington and then pull this stunt off against Dallas. But you've said you like Denver. Yeah, I did. They were my team in the West. A little bit of a long shot to win the division, and their over total I thought was a good bet. Uh, like, lo- really like their defense, and I thought Teddy Bridgewater was a three-point upgrade at quarterback over Drew Luck. This uh, or Drew Luck. This um, defense. Uh, you know, they lose Von Miller, and the first thing I thought was, man, these guys are in it for the long haul. Why would they get rid of this guy? It must be a. Uh, it must be definitely a distraction. He's being a distraction. And they must feel their other linebackers are going to be fine. And man, were they ever! They were. They were. They played really good football after losing one of their best players. I'd be very interested to get your opinion and what your reaction will be to Cleveland's win against Cincinnati. Cleveland's been a mash unit. We know all the high draft picks they have. There's a ton of talent there. I wonder if this is addition by subtraction with the Beckham not there anymore. They put it all together for 60 minutes. They eked out an ugly win as a banged-up football team against Pittsburgh. So I think Cleveland is one of these beware teams as the season goes along. But what are you going to do with Cincinnati? Because all of a sudden, Kenny, they're throwing a parade for these guys, and we talked about it. Now you're asking them to cover 9, 10 points, 11 points against the Jets, and they lose. Then they get smoked. Has water found its level with Cincinnati, or are you still on the fence? Yeah, um, you know... I, I was saying they were an average football team, uh, maybe even a little slightly below average football team when they were getting all that love. Um, but Cleveland, I thought, was a little banged up. I know they had three offensive linemen out there. Right tackle Conklin was out. Two backups were out. They were a little short on that side. Cincinnati drives the length of the field and going to go in for a touchdown and 99-yard interception return. We watched those high school football games and we see how those games turn, you know, a flip on a dime when, when something bad happens to a team. That's not supposed to happen to NFL teams, but, you know, look like it did again yesterday. Cincinnati's played back-to-back bad games now after playing, you know, some tremendous football. When you when you beat Baltimore, as bad as you beat them, that, that so now we got to look back and say, was that just a, that was just a fluke game that they beat Baltimore at Baltimore. They took the Ravens by surprise. And maybe the real team is the team we've seen maybe the last two weeks. 
what are you doing with New England? At 5-4, and four, you start off with a rookie quarterback. It's a work in progress. Let's see what we're working with here. Clearly, he's playing older than his years, and they got him reined in, and he's been very disciplined and smart for the most part with the football. Here's New England at 5-4, and four, and all of a sudden, they get a little get a little juice going, Kenny. They're going, oh, yeah, everybody's just giving this to Buffalo. Not so fast. Yeah, just a half a game out, and it's still Bill Belichick, and uh, he's making it work with a good defense. He traded a guy, you know, Stephon Gilmore, you know, one of the top corners in the league. Uh, he gets rid of Gilmore, and all of a sudden the defense starts to play better. It's just amazing how that happens. Still a team that's below average on the offensive side of the football, so they are going to need to keep improving there each and every week, but it's it's their defense that's uh, have, have them right now in kind of the thick of things in, in the north. So we'll, we'll see how this goes. Um, they're going to play good good team football, be fundamental, and it's going to be how far can Mac Jones take you? I mean, it's a generic question, but I'd be intrigued. You've been doing this forever. Is it just, okay, it is what it is. It's a typical NFL season. Or are you finding that there's a lot more, if you want to, for the sake of a better word, say, is there more volatility and inconsistencies with these teams? Because usually you fancy the pro teams, guys that are professionals, being more consistent, more be more consistent than college teams. I, one week to the next, we're seeing a lot of nutty stuff. Yeah, we really are. Um, you know, it's just the the day and age of the, what's going on in in the uh, in in the football world, and maybe it's because it's the passing game. You know. Uh, not as many teams run the football as much anymore as they used to. So maybe that's some of the consistency in these turnovers have been crazy. We look at the Kansas City Chiefs and their numbers and the turnovers that Patrick Mahomes has had. And we've never seen that before. So turnovers are still a big part of this game. But I tell you, it's it's awfully fun when the underdogs are are cashing in at this, you know, this type of rate because you should be on dogs. They cover more than favorites do. Well, and I'll say this, and I think you might have just just listening to your answer, might have nailed it. It's just the era of the way the game's being played. It's a passing game. Weather's about to be a thing. It hasn't really been yet. Weather is soon going to be part of this. But, you know, Kenny, when, when the ball's in the air a lot, goofy things can happen. Yeah, that's what uh, what's a Vince Lombardi said. I know when you pass the football, three things can happen, and two of them are bad. So he was pretty much right on, but this game has changed so much, and these quarterbacks have become so much more accurate that, you know, one of those things doesn't happen as often, the interception. You know, you get the big completion, or you get the incomplete, basically. And in this day and age, you also get the pass interference penalties as well. So that's, uh, you know, something to be definitely looked at. Um, the uh, the game has just changed, it, it, but it's fun, though. The be- more changes, the better for the betters, not the bookmakers. Kenny White's with us here on a Monday, KennyWhiteSports.com. Monday Night Football, Kenny, a low total again. Uh, 40 is the total on this game. And Pittsburgh is a solid seven-point favorite against Chicago. That looks like it's locked on seven, Kenny. Do you, I don't see much fluctuation in the number here. Do you? No, I don't. I do not, Brian. I, I think it's a, uh, a really good number. Um, so I think that'll, that'll stay. I think you may see this total just drop a little bit. Uh, Pittsburgh's defense is their strength of the team. They continue to get better defensively. And uh, Chicago, we know defense is their strength by far. Um, so, yeah, it should be a, uh, it's a must win for both teams. 
So it'd be a good good football game, but I think the numbers are just about right, and I can't really offer you anything and force a play. I wouldn't want to do that. All right. So by the way, at KennyWadeSports.com, you get the newsletter, uh, the videos. We do that Sunday night opening line report. But I know you are ready to go, bud. And seventy games in college hoops tomorrow. Let's just get ready and start burning the midnight oil. Here comes another sport. I know you love it. Yeah. No. Well, it's my favorite sport because there's so many teams and so many. Uh, Soft betting lines in the in this sport. I know I'm going to have about four or five very solid plays for tomorrow uh, up at KennyWhiteSports.com. And then you have the PowerRatings.com and everybody else, all the expert handicappers on the website. You mentioned the newsletter has been a great success. A lot of fun doing it. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're rocking and rolling and getting bigger every day. Kenny, when you think about it, with all the games that they'll play and the menu of games that are up there on a daily basis, but in the early portion of the season – I mean, doing the deep dive and digging in here, there are a lot of things that factor into this stuff. You'll have holiday tournaments. You'll have neutral site preseason tournaments. Who travels? Who goes to these games where they're not neutral court games? Sometimes they're just flat-out home games, and it's a hidden nugget. We used to see that all the time over at the Orleans where we go, oh, we know this is a home game for select teams. Uh, Gonzaga always comes to mind when they come to Vegas or a BYU. The other thing you got to watch out for is the student body. Well, you got to make sure when a team has a home game, make sure the students aren't on break. Yeah, you're right. And that that's, uh, will show up in December and January for a good three, four-week span with some schools. So, yeah, you're right about that. Something you really got to pay attention to. But uh, And teams that, that travel, those crowds, it, it, it's that is what home field's all about, how loud the crowd can be to dictate the officials' calls one way or another. And that's it's been proven out that that's, that's home field advantage, a loud crowd. And recruiting and the freshmen, we see it in all levels. Kenny, we got about 30 seconds, but we see it in college football. We see rookies impact in the NFL. How about freshmen's impact in college hoops? Uh, major. These guys have played so many games now. Uh, high schools are playing better. High school teams, they travel more. Uh, players, the freshmen that have come into college are just so much more well-prepared than ever before, and it's just fun. A lot of these guys just won and done. The Jalen Suggs for, for Gonzaga last year, man, he was one of the best players in the country, and he's starting in the NBA already, but 19 years old, and he's an NBA starter. <laughs> Unbelievable. Hey, listen, KennyWadeSports.com. you got picks up there for Monday Night Football, college football, NHL, NBA. Check out the newsletter. A lot of great information there. Kenny, uh, we'll get uh, back with you on Friday, heading into the weekend. And, but I wanted to get your take on a crazy weekend. Thanks for making a few minutes today. Yeah, no, Brian, thank, thanks for having me. Uh, appreciate it. Always, always fun talking with you. Coming right back to Vegas, Sirius 159 and the Sports Grid Radio Network. Bringing you- this is the Technology Minute with George Capalbo. A private ride to space. It's all fun and games if you're William Shatner. In an instant, you go, whoa. Otherwise, lately, space tourism is having a few technical problems. SpaceX Crew Dragon? Stinky. Leaky Plumbing? Oh. Richard Branson's Virgin Galactic? Grounded by the FAA for airspace violations. And unless you're comped like Shatner for your ride... This is so weird. Your one-hour flight... 
really expensive. Now there's an alternative. Worldview and Space Perspective are offering up to 12-hour leisurely balloon flights 100,000 feet up to the top of the stratosphere with gourmet meals in the world's highest rooftop bar with separate plumbing. Follow me at Chicopelbo on Twitter and stay tuned to The Technology Minute for more cool stuff like this. Putting a lid on Vegas Sportsbook Radio, hour number one. Chuck Esposito from uh, Red Rock's going to join us in hour number two. Andy Isco as well, our good friend from The Logical Approach. Brian Blessing, glad to be with you. Chris Bavona, spinning the tunes and hooking us up back in New York. And let's focus on the injuries as we usually do at this time of day. How about Joel Embiid testing positive for the Philadelphia 76ers? <laughs> You know, I mean, you've got it's going to be several games, and you got a an outbreak kind of going on in hockey. The Ottawa Senators defenseman Nick Holden, Connor Brown, Dylan Gimbel, and Joel Capuano. What? No, those can't be my, my results. I'm healthy as Uh huh. Little COVID protocol break uh, out up with Ottawa, so that will certainly bear watching. How about Russell Wilson? Oh, it stings. Well, it did sting, but the finger that was surgically repaired, the surgeon said he's absolutely ecstatic with how quickly Wilson has progressed, and he has actually given Russell Wilson the green light and fully cleared him to play and Seattle will be making a road trip to take on the Packers, where we're still waiting to find out what the deal is with Aaron Rodgers. And the Packers are four-and-a-half-point favorites. The total on the game there is 49-and-a-half. All right, your injuries. Brian Blessing, Chris Pavono back in New York. Buddy, listen, sorry, I got even, right? I mean, you, you – Oh, you got even. Little, oh, yeah, you, you give, me the little, give me the little pot shot about Josh Allen, but – <laughs> Knicks go wins the Breeders' Cup. I couldn't help myself. Buddy, listen, this is a great time of year. There's so much going on. And we appreciate everything you do for us back in the It's so good that guys like Ricky Rubio score 37 points against the Knicks. See? <laughs> they help others feel good about themselves. They're good exactly. Samaritans is what you're saying. Hey, hour number two after a short break coming up. The biggest Sportsbook Radio Series 159, the Sports Grid Radio Network. Sit down. I'm a victim of circumstance. Ah, who are you hitting? Oh, God. <laughs> Loser is such a harsh word. Let's just say non-sports grid listener instead. 